Welcome to The Ash, our Ghosts Real podcast. Here we share the stories of our listeners and the paranormal experiences they have encountered. We have all heard the bump in the night and seen the shadow in the corner of the room. Here are the stories from the people who have witnessed it firsthand, so sit back and listen to the stories that Ash and his guests have in store for you. Hello and welcome to this week's Ash A Ghost Real podcast. With me, I have Louise from the PI Ghost Hunters UK. How are you doing, Louise? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not doing too bad, thank you. So, on today's episode, we're going to be discussing Cogs Manor Hall. And before we discuss Cogs Manor Hall, uh, Louise, uh, I know you, you you have involvement with the PI Ghost Hunters, so who are the PI Ghost Hunters? Yes, yeah, so, um, they are a fairly new team, um, started at the beginning of this year. Um, currently, there's about seven of us. Right. Um, and what we're doing is we're just kind of doing team-only investigations, so it's not really open to members of the public yeah. um, at the moment. Um, so I've only kind of joined in with them over the last couple of weeks. I'm still quite new to them. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've actually got our first investigation, which is on the 18th of July. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, that's going to be at the Haunted Objects Museum up in Rotherham. Oh, right, um, okay. So very much looking forward to that. We're very excited. We've had a couple of meets together, and we've got a lot of um, things going on, actually, and a lot of ideas. So we're very much looking forward to that. Fantastic, <laughs> yeah, that sounds wicked. Um, um, but have you done uh, ghost hunting before, um, before that? Yes. So um, I've actually kind of been getting into that over the last, I would say, four years. Okay. Um, it's kind of actually my mum that kind of got me into it to start with. She's always been into it. And I suppose when I was younger, I was just more like scared of, yeah. you know, the things she used to say, the stories she used to tell me. Um, but yeah, it's kind of been over the last four years that I've kind of opened up my mind to it. And okay. kind of started with one of my friends said, oh, she found a ghost hunt. Um, you know, from a ghost hunting group based in the UK. And she said, oh, do you want to go on it? And and we did, and it just kind of started from there. So, you know, I've done a few ghost hunting um, tours, I suppose you could say, or groups um, at various locations throughout the UK. And it's just been amazing. Like, the experiences I've had, watching other people's experiences, hearing about other people's experiences, it's just really, really opened up my mind. And I just enjoy every single part of it. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's obviously pe- people just do it because they enjoy it at the end of the day, and that's what people go for and want to experience these new things. Definitely. And I always find it interesting talking to people and hearing because you know everybody's got a different opinion on paranormal and, and experience yeah. and all of that. So it's all very interesting to talk to, you know. Definitely. Uh, and, and, and I have alluded this to a past podcast, but the way I, the way I see it, I, I very much sit on the fence. I'm 50-50. Uh, that's why I won't give anything biased away. I won't throw, well, throw it either way, or it will, it will, it will swing either way. I'll challenge and I'll also find stories interesting. But the whole point of the podcast is to hear people's stories and for them to share their experiences. And that's what, that's what, that's what we're going to do today. And that leads us on perfectly to really Cogs Manor Hall. So the history of Cogs Manor Hall, well, dates back to the Doomsday Book. So it's a, uh, it's been been around a long time. It's been held by kings of England, including Henry VIII. Um, it's also been held by 
the original owner who was Wadard, who appears on the Bayou Tapestry. So it has got a very, very rich history. Um, but from your experiences there, why, why does it appeal to you? Um, well, I went there, it was August last year, um, and I've never been there before. Um, I hadn't even heard of it before. It just yeah. came up on, you know, this goes something group that I was part of, but, you know, I was a guest of at that yeah. time. And um, really, we chose to do it because it was fairly local to us. It was mm. probably about an hour's drive away. So, you know, I think from the experience that I've had there, it, it, I mean, number one, it's a beautiful location, like yeah. the building is amazing, the grounds are incredible. But as soon as you go into that manor house, it's you can just feel the energy. Like, yeah. you just know when you walk in somewhere and you go, I feel like this is going to be a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was one of those locations. And yeah, just the experience that I've had has just been incredible. I, I, as soon as I get the opportunity to go back, I'm definitely going to be going back. Brilliant. Um, so, like you said, um, what experiences have you had then? Yeah, so, um, as I said, when we, when we first walked into Manor House, it was just feeling the energy. Just as soon as you walk through the front door, you're just thinking there's definitely something here. Um, but I suppose the, the, the couple of things that really stood out for me that evening. Um, so, it was a three-story house. Yeah. Um, and I specifically remember being on the second floor. Um, it was a room that was at the back of the house. Now, I'm only assuming that, you know, back in the day, it probably would have been, I don't know if it would have been like a second living room or maybe like a child's room, something like that, child's yeah. area. It had that kind of feel about it. And um, so you know how it is when, you, when you're when you a guest or go hunting groups, you have a big group and then they kind of split you into smaller groups to go around the location. Yeah. Um, so there was probably about, I don't know, maybe eight or ten of us there in this um, group. And I was holding a K2 meter. Yeah. And there was probably about two other people that had K2, uh, K2 meters in the group as well. Um, and I noticed that my one was starting to flicker. It was going from green to yellow to red, like quite active. Yeah. And we debunk it so you know we couldn't say yes there was um you know electric anywhere or it was anybody's yeah. phone like, all of that. but it was only my one that was going off it wasn't yeah. you know others that were in the room yeah just to, and, just, just just to clarify as well um do you want to know, uh, explain to the uh, listeners what a k2 meter is if they might not know yeah so it's actually um you like electricians use it so yeah. um, they will maybe go around the room and just determine if there's an electric field yes um and i suppose when you're ghost hunting and um, it's come to light that it's quite useful to have that um and people just say that it's a way of knowing if a spirit is there like they can interact with it they can make and um, it's kind of got like six lights on it yeah and it will go from green to yellow to red um and yes it's been known in the past i know i've definitely had other experiences where um, spirits have been able to make it flicker or, or go up to the colours. So it's quite a useful tool to have, in my opinion. Bro. So yeah, yeah. On, with, on with the story. Yeah, so um, I don't know about you, but I've definitely, you know, been places where you know that there's a spirit there and you kind of get a feeling of who it could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 
I just kind of thought, well, it's only my K2 meter going off, so maybe it could be a spirit that has followed me. Yeah. And it might you know, something to do with me. Anyway, yeah. we tried to um, go around the room and just say, you know, is it a spirit for, and then just say your name. Yeah. And just see if it would react to the K2 meter. Anyway, it, it got all the way around and it came back to me and it hadn't gone off the whole time without anybody else, um, you know, saying their name until I started speaking and the K2 meter was going off like incredible, you know, like it's going to yeah. yellow to red. Ten to the dozen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was starting to think, okay, obviously it's something that has followed me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, it's something that's trying to communicate with me. Um, and at the time, one of my um, best friends, her cousin had passed away earlier on that year. Right. And I knew that he had, he had actually come through to me at another time. And I just had the feeling that it was him. Yeah. Um, so I start asking, um, is it him? And it's, it's reacting to that. I'm asking questions that, you know, my friend has asked me to ask him. So yeah. it's coming to light that it, it was him. Um, and yeah, it was just amazing that the way that, you know, just the feeling and, uh, and the way that the K2 music was going off. Yeah. Um, I felt him hey, as well, like he pushed me forward, but not in like a horrible way. It was just a, hey, I'm here kind of way. Yeah. You know? Um, there was actually another point in the night that we did a Ouija board session. Yeah. Um, that was actually down in the kitchen. And yes. He came through on the Ouija board um, again to me and he actually spelled out his name. Um, and the message that he came through with that was pray for me. Right. Um, and I was a bit like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure why. But anyway, I did. And yeah. I've never come back. So obviously right. that was the message to give me that evening. But yeah, just that whole feeling was just incredible. Yeah, <laughs> we've, 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 we've never had something that personal on the podcast. What what is it like when you know that it is quite personal and when it is something that affects your life? It, it's not it's not a new ghost. It's not a new entity. It's it's something that it, it's something special to you. Yeah, I've had a couple of. Um, of times of experiences you know where I have had something personal come through to me yeah um, the best way I can describe it is you just get that like warm feeling inside yeah. like you you just know you know who it is you know yeah. they're there to give you a message I'm quite a fan on Ouija boards I know that a lot of people are a bit funny on them. yeah yeah <laughs> um, but I find it's the most easiest way to communicate with the spirit if they know how to use it um so you know if they come through with a message you know, I find that as if it's a message for somebody else, it's your job to then pass it on to that person. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I have every single time, you know, because it will either make sense to them or it won't. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day. <laughs> no, so it's, it, 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 is, it's, it, it is nice when uh, things like that happen. Now you've heard stories of it happening before, but obviously you don't know until it's actually happened to you how personal it can get, because I know that it can get quite emotional depending on the way the the past and things like that so it's a it's a nice story to hear yeah oh definitely i mean look i've had stuff come to me um regarding me and what i'm going through and it does get emotional but yeah, yeah definitely when things come through you know to pass messages on to friends or family then i guess in a way you kind of feel like you're doing your bit <laughs> yeah de- yeah definitely yeah definitely <laughs> i suppose what obviously going from the uh f- from that story 
Uh, I know I spoke to you earlier, but is there anything sinister there, or has it got a history of anything sinister at Cox Manor Hall? Do you know? Um, I definitely didn't pick up that there was anything sinister there. Um, if anything, it was just so energetic. You yeah, know, like yeah. Tense, you just have that feeling, but there was definitely nothing in my opinion yeah. that was scary or anything that didn't want us there. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing for me is whenever I go ghost hunting somewhere, I, I don't actually look at the history because I don't want that to influence the experience no, I no. have. I don't want to have an idea in my head and then, you know, make it something that it's not, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it's got to do with history, but I definitely didn't get a feeling that there was anything sinister when I was there. Brilliant. And I know that um, Coxman Hall itself is open to the public as a... Uh, as well as, as as a heritage centre, really. So uh, it is open to the public. You can visit it, and I bet there are places with uh, ghost hunting companies that offer offer nights there. But why would you recommend it visiting? Um, I think if you're into the whole paranormal stuff and you, and you do want to have a good experience, I mean, look, I've I've had more experiences there as well, which yeah. <laughs> I've started down to have a talk about because it's just absolutely crazy, you know, the, the stuff yeah. that we have there. But I just feel like it's just a great location to go yeah. and explore. Um, as I said, I'll definitely be going back for sure when I get the opportunity to. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like you say for days out, I know that they do, um, they're very child friendly there as well. So yeah. it, even just like a day out with the family, I would imagine it would be a great day out as well. Definitely, definitely. And what other stories do you have that you'd like to share? Yeah, so um, there was a actually another guest there who oh. walked along um a, a doll so yeah. i think that she had actually um like moderated the doll so what she'd done is she'd put like light up eyes on the right. doll so it was if the spirit had come into contact with the doll the eyes would light up right yeah, yeah kind of similar to like the katie i suppose but it was you know in this doll and anyway we went up to the top floor of this um manor house and there were two rooms oh no there were three rooms at this top floor and we were kind of like just sitting in one and there wasn't really much happening and we decided to go in, in the far room of the front house and this lady had put this doll um we found like an old victorian pram just casually just hanging around and we decided to put this doll in the pram yeah uh, and just leave it in the corner of the room and just you know because usually you get stuff like trigger objects don't you and, and yeah, dolls yeah, yeah. Have associated with children children yeah, yeah 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 so we thought you know maybe if there is a child spirit here they might want to come and play with the doll whatever um so we just kind of left this doll in the corner of the room and i'm probably within about probably even less than five minutes this doll is going off and it, it's like something around it or something of touching the doll something to play with the doll and um yeah it, it ended up becoming very responsive to the things that we were saying um i definitely got the feeling that it was charged just because of how it was acting if that makes sense yeah um and you know the questions that we were asking as well it was it, yeah it was definitely there was definitely something there um and it followed us down to the bottom of the house as well and we just ended up sitting in another room and, and it was doing the same thing again yeah. you know, so just a really playful energy fantastic um so that was that was amazing as well um but the the most memorable experience that i had from that place um was after that we went outside and we went into what would have been a farm back yeah. in 
okay but they've now since turned it into like um a child's play area like a soft play area yeah um so our group's in, in here and we've closed the door behind us so we're in the pitch black there's, there's benches all along the um the walls so we're all just sitting down and i'm actually sitting right opposite where the door is that we've come in yeah we all just we just weren't really feeling much um but there were a couple of people that were saying um you know they could feel around their feet like, like a cold air um a little bit of energy and it was kind of like going in between their feet almost like what an animal would do like a cat yeah, or something. yeah. Mm. so that was kind of the start of it and we weren't really feeling much else so we we're just kind of like talking amongst ourselves and anyway, I um I looked at the door, and I could I swear I could see like a shadow like walking and like the other side of the door, like you know when you can see people's feet. Yeah. It was like that, and I kept saying, "Is there someone out there? Like maybe another team member?" And they're going, "No, no, no. They're you know they're in different parts of the, the location." Anyway, I just kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe it's just my eyes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the barn door just opened up by itself as if somebody was walking in <laughs> it was so weird and we just kind of were like what the hell like we weren't expecting that yeah and then it closed but it was so controlled it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. Opened it or anything it was literally like somebody walked in checked out who we were and yeah. closed the door again wow <laughs> and um, anyway so the the, the group um, leader that we were with she just said you know if that was you do it again yeah. and I did it again on client the same way you know opened it very controlled closed it very controlled and we were yeah. like oh my god i can't believe it's a thing so surreal yeah so that was just amazing and um yeah we, you know we were telling all the other groups that were there oh this happened and this happened they're going oh no that didn't happen to us in class so um, at the end of the night, we kind of had, um, you know, free time to go and do, you know, whatever we wanted in whatever area we wanted. So yeah. I was with two other people on that hunt and we decided to go back to the farm because, you know, that was where the main activity was yeah. that we liked. So um, we went in there and nothing was happening at all, really. Like I, I had the KT meeting there. It wasn't going off. We were It felt quite flat. Yeah. And we were just kind of saying, oh, you know, um, if nothing is here, then we're probably just going to go then, you know, obviously you don't want to communicate with us anymore. And as soon as we said that, the door flung open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we got such a fright. We weren't expecting that again. <laughs> but it was it was different. It was almost like whatever it was was just going, well, leave then. <laughs> you yeah. know, like we don't want to do anything, what kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. It, that that was probably one thing that I will never forget is that experience of the door opening and closing. Fantastic. Wow. I think uh, I know your answer already, but I'm going to ask you the question: Are ghosts real? I definitely think that ghosts are real. Yeah. Fantastic. So that is the end of the uh, Cogs Manor Farm podcast. Thank you for joining me, Louise. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on me um so before we finish i don't know if you've got anything else to add yes um i just wanted to quickly just add as well um just talking about you know doing ghost hunts um i mean i don't know if you've been on ghost hunts yes, before, so, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, you just know how you just meet um, like groups of people and you just kind yeah. of get in contact with them. Um, I just wanted to quickly add in there that um, last year I actually met a lovely, lovely couple called Kirk and Laura. Yeah. Um, they actually have their own ghost hunting team, which is called K and L Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Um, they're based up in Nottingham. Um, what they do, though, I mean, they're, they're absolutely incredible at like the whole media and recording footage and, and doing all of that, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but they've got their own group as well within that, which is the Paranormal Collective. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit different actually because they are more community-based um, mm. paranormal investigation groups. So. They don't necessarily just go on a public ghost hunt. They kind of more welcome the more experienced investigators um, yeah. and anyone that's willing to learn. I just wanted to give them a quick mention. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So that is the end of today's podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.